The secret Steam box button's amazing. It is amazing, but we don't talk about it because it's secret. The first rule about the secret Steam box is we don't talk about it except on podcasts. I've got no idea what you're talking about. Welcome to episode 80 of Mature Gamer Bits and PCs. Uh, indeed, 80. That's kind of a dazzling number. Um, it's myself, Beastie Hosting, uh, with the lovely Vimesy. Hello. And the lovely Yoda. Hi. Both clearly lovely. And possibly um, drunk. Mm, okay, <laughs> that, that's something to look forward to. Um, I am totally sober, so that's a treat. Um, but... Vimesy, you have got the longest list I've seen from you for a while. None of it's games. No, well, no, I guess. But <laughs> just pretending you played games, what games did you did you play, pretending-wise or not? Well, um, I, I don't know where to start, really. I think I found myself in a bit of a gaming lull. One of those, um, you know, yeah. one, of those one of those dips where just like... Ever since I was coerced into playing FIFA, I haven't really played much else. Oh, yeah, see, this is a trap that I've fallen, <laughs> I've fallen in. And granted, I'm being antisocial with my FIFA playing, but it is very easy just to play it. Yeah, I'm it's taking quite, no responsibility for this it's whatsoever. It's quite cathartic. Yeah, it's all Yoda's fault, effectively. But um, we've got a little... We're playing this pro clubs thing with the uh, with the Forumites, and uh, I'm really bad at FIFA, and the problem is because every time I go on there to try and do some of these skills training so I can learn what button does what, I keep getting invites to go and play pro clubs and we end up playing. I think we had, what was it, eight a site? Or was it, we had eight players on. Eight players, yeah. On Friday night. Sounds messy. The other night. No, it was, it was quite good fun and none of us were messy. There you go, it's a footballing joke for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, I mean, I, I, I wasn't expecting it. I'm always stunned. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, I've been playing a little bit of pro clubs, and um, that's that's quite good fun, and that's kind of what's kept me playing, and it's it's kind of also what's made me want to go and actually learn how to play the game because it's a bit. Sometimes I feel a little bit like I'm letting the boys down because all I know how to do is literally kick the ball. I don't know any fancy stuff, or I have to keep asking what button I have to press to cross it and stuff, and that that doesn't bode well. Um, but yeah, it's it's very very enjoyable. But then I just realised I thought actually. There's an awful lot of games I've got sitting on my hard drive on the PC that I don't play. And one of the reasons why I don't play them is because I'm actually really enjoying lounge gaming. And hence this thing where I've decided to go for a kind of portable PC option. Um, some mm-hmm. people may have seen a post up on the forum where I'm looking at um, more portable PC options. So effectively what I've what I've got in my my setup at the moment is I have my lounge, I have my it's just a 37-inch Sony telly um, that I pull a, a nice armchair around in front of and I sit there and I play my PlayStations and that's that's quite good for me. And then I can just HDMI into that. And then 
outside in a little garden office, I've got my office and that's got what a 27 inch widescreen plus a 22 inch um, widescreen monitor as well. So a little dual screen setup, and that's great for work and that's great for certain types of games, um, RTSs, your MOBAs and whatever else. And um, But actually... I'm not playing an awful lot in the office because it's bloody cold. It's normally pissing down with rain. I can't be bothered to go outside. So I thought, well, I need to bring my PC back in the lounge again. But it's just a faff. So I went through various options. And, you know, I think I spoke to most, a lot of people about what I should do. Even the option of, like, buying a second PC. But then you've got the problem of, like, cloud storage and things like this and save oh, game nice. files. And Oh, you put your save game files on a Dropbox piece of cake. Oh, I just can't be bothered with the faff. So, <laughs> it's no faff at all. Oh, for me, it's just like... <laughs> the whole point is that it's not a faff. Well, it's <laughs> so anyway, um, went through all that, thought about the possibility of streaming some, you know, and then I thought, well, that's great. I could stream stuff to the telly, but how the hell would I control it? And just went all this. And I thought, actually, the easiest thing to do is just to have duplicate cables in both places and then lug the pc between the two sites yeah so now what i've got is i've got my all my you know i've got a slot down here in the office where i've just got you know my power cable my hdmi out my uh vga out my um ethernet cable all that kind of stuff and another keyboard and mouse down here in the office and then i've got the same setup sort of stashed behind the telly so all i've got to do is just unplug everything pick up the pc take it up to the house and plug it all back in again. It takes about uh, two and a half minutes. Um, not that I timed it. Um, mm-hmm. And that seems to work rather well. So I'm quite pleased with myself. And then I thought, well, actually, it's the, the, the case I've got. This is the Silverstone FT-03, which avid listeners will remember is the case that Beastie so very kindly pointed me in the direction of. And it's fucking lovely. And it's fucking heavy. It's a... Yeah beast of a thing it's well, absolutely you know I, it's gorgeous monolith of black you know i don't know what it is it's just solid steel um <laughs> but as beastie did point out at least it keeps me fit <laughs> <laughs> well to be honest it's, it's really tricky I, I thought about this when you mentioned it on the um on the post on the forum and i thought well the challenge you have is a lot of those things are the other elements of the computer. I mean, the graphics cards are quite heavy, the power supply is quite heavy. There's very unless you get a really crappy made case, you are going to have a, a weight to carry. Is that you can buy, buy aluminium, you can you can buy something that's really plasticky or really thin metal, but let's face it, they're going to be horrible. So I think you, that weight's the thing you're going to have to accept because even getting a smaller case is still going to be probably 90% of what your weight you've got now to carry, I would have thought. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked at some, some people put some suggestions up on the forum. They, they don't seem to be, they're becoming more prevalent, I think. Um, you know, micro ATX and even the, the, the even the mini ATX cards seem to be, uh, cases, sorry, seem to be getting more and more prevalent as more and more people sort of move towards lounge gaming. Um, but some of the designs are just bloody horrible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, I'm quite happy. I'll lug this one up and down for a bit. And then one day, one I day a case that I think, ooh, that looks rather attractive, and, and pick it up. But uh, for now, yes. Yeah. So anyway, um, that means I've been playing a few more games uh, than I would otherwise do, other than Battlefield, which is 
broken on the PC. PC, PlayStation, Xbox, everything. Battlefield's just fucking broken. <laughs> um, and FIFA. So I went and picked up a game called uh, Next Car Game. Have you heard of this? I have. This is uh, an interesting one. This is um, somebody tweeted out. I can't remember who it was. Oh, it might put a post on the forum. I can't remember, but um, it's a game that's <laughs> in early access. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, this, this is not not, this, not that's the, so unlike you. Yes, I know you. Everyone was absolutely gasping in amazement when I picked up this, um, and it's by the team that brought us Destruction Derby flat out. Basically, my favourite racing genre of all time. I absolutely adore um, Destruction Derby and yeah, even Flat Out. Me too. Out. Me too. Destruction Derby is fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I thought, well, what is it? 15 quid? I'll have that. Uh, and you kind of get a, it's almost like a tech demo more than anything else. You get a couple of, couple of cars, you get um, a gravel track, a road track and a Derby arena. And um, it's absolutely cracking fun. It looks very good. There's some fairly dodgy textures, but this is at the beginning of the alpha. So, you know, I'm not too surprised by that. The handling of the cars is awesome. The um, damage modeling is really, really good. And it's just bloody good fun. The only problem is, of course, at the moment it's only single player. And most of the fun in these games obviously comes from the multiplayer element. So I'll have to wait and see for that. But apparently that's... They're going to release something where at least you get some limited part of the game in multiplayer, even if it's just a couple of tracks or whatever. Um, so I'm just looking forward to that. So yeah, I played I played a couple of hours of that. That's just just, just really good fun. It's just proper old. Well, it's, it's flat out. I mean, even the venues look like flat out. Um, so if anybody liked that series, go hunt it out. Next car game. Stupid name. It is a stupid name. I must say, when I saw that, I think it was on the forum it originally posted. I was like. What? What? I thought someone was asking about the next car game they should buy, or so. I got very confused by that. It and I was... was very, very odd. Yes, I, I just don't understand why they've called it that. Uh, I think it was Turbo Kev that, that posted up on the forum, um, and it, you know, it's it's a really nice looking game, but I just think why have you called it something so stupid? Um, it's by Bugbear Entertainment for those that care. Um, it's on early access. It's really good fun um it's worth backing um it, it comes through on you know it gives you, they give you a steam code you basically pick it up off the humble site uh, and download it through steam it's well worth a, well worth a punt um i just don't know why that i mean maybe it's an ip thing why that there's nothing there to really tie it to flat out or destruction derby which is a shame because it might get a little bit more press otherwise absolutely yeah um but there, there must be something to do with that ip is taken by the publisher or whatever but anyway um yeah just a cracking cracking little game and then i got this really odd odd feeling this itching in my bones um and there was nothing i wanted to buy and i looked at my desktop and i thought there's 50 odd games here and i don't want to play any of those i've got the latest releases i've got the greatest releases and i go back and install xcom again (laughs) And I've been playing that for the last ooh, three or four nights um, and just really loving it. I've started again from scratch um, because I always do with this game. Yeah, um, kind of, I think you kind of have to in a way, don't you? Because it's been such a while. Yeah. And also the first missions are quite good fun. It does start getting 
balls hard later on you're like oh yeah and i kind of i i was listening to a couple of old old podcasts from people like the pc gamer crew and they were sort of talking there's one bit that they they start talking quite in depth about how you should be doing this and i'm thinking fucking i don't do any of that shit (laughs) (laughs) so i thought well i'll go read some wikis just to kind of catch myself up and see if there is a particular strategy that works better than any others and it's just amazing how this game divides people that play it because everyone is absolutely convinced they know the right way of playing it but they're all bloody different mm. so it's, it's just, almost like there's different ways i know it's bizarre i mean there's 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 some obvious things that you should do like you know Oh, you should go down this route. We should go down that route. Or you must get that, and you know, and you prioritize this over that. And they're all saying completely different things. So I just thought, sort of solid. I was just going my own way, and um, I've been having a blast with it. Absolute blast, literally, literally, literally a blast. A blast. Um, you know, I just I think the game is just awesome. I really love it. Um, tempted to buy the the DLC for it, but well, it's not DLC, is it? It's actually it's classed as a standalone um standalone game well not standalone game it's an expansion that's what it is a proper old school expansion (laughs) well it's all confusing now isn't it it's like what's an expansion what's dlc and what's a standalone i think expansions are are more it's a it's a kind of a console pc game gaming difference um because dlc was something you kind of introduced with the consoles and it wasn't really called that it's all called kind of expansions and uh, other names for it but um i think dlc is a kind of console term and it has leaks across onto onto st- the steam platform and so forth yeah but it's interesting because the um this is if you go for the pc version of xcom enemy within um is it it's you have to have the original game but if you get the ps3 or xbox one version you don't okay so it's a bit odd really so i'm a bit you know i'm not i just don't understand why for for, say the pc version it's you must have the original install blah 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 but if you go and you could buy you know i think it's 18 quid or something on amazon for the ps3 version or the the xbox one uh, must be the xbox 360 version um but you know you can just install it's just a standalone game so it's really odd it is a bit bizarre but um but hey it, you know if people haven't played XCOM, then you're fools because you bloody well should because it's an amazing game um i hate strategies but it doesn't feel like a strategy it's a cross between like an rpg a turn-based combat it's just wonderful um really really wonderful so i think i'll wait for the, the um the expansion packs drop in a sale or something like that then i'll pick it up if it gets about 10 or it's well worth picking up just because it's up at the moment i'll buy anything with xcom on the tile except for that horrible pier first person shooter game but <laughs> um yeah so that's pretty much it as far as uh as far as the actual games goes but then i found the secret steam box button oh yeah i'm i what well legend has it that back in the oldie days when you booted up your pc if it was in the tv you know you plugged it into our hdmi cable you load up your pc you've got to then 
get yourself a keyboard and mouse to go and get yourself across to Steam so that you can load it up, bung it into big picture mode and carry on as normal or whatever. Not so. Not anymore. Now, the secret Steam box button exists. And I had no idea. I don't even know quite how I found this, but if you've got a 360 pad attached to your rig, whether I think it works on wireless as well, um, if you've got your desktop up in front of you, hold down the guide button for about four or five seconds and it launches Steam automatically in big picture mode. But is the guide button the big X button? The big X button, the big circular home okay, button. Well, in the I'm, I'm just booting up my controller. All right. And it will just launch it automatically. So effectively, all I'm doing now is I don't even have my keyboard and mouse plugged in when I'm in the house. <laughs> See, I just, okay, I've just tried this. So the first thing I get is a pop-up box. Steam is currently running in Windows compatibility mode. That mainframe big picture from launching as a as um as Steam um may believe you're running Windows XP or below. Okay. <laughs> okay works though. I've now got it working. But yeah, you're right, it does work. Yeah, so I don't even now when I'm in the house, I don't even have to have a, a keyboard and mouse attached. I just shove them in the cupboard. And most of the time, most of the games I want to play on the on the telly are obviously going to be controller games. It's brilliant. It gets rid of all that clutter, boots it straight into big picture mode, launches my game. Apart from the OK button, I have to press that worked. Well, I think it's only running in OK because you've got it in compatibility mode for some bizarre reason. I imagine it was when I was trying to get bloody DayZ to work, foolishly wasting my well, life. Well, there's, there's your penance. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just that why have they not told this you know there's loads of hacks out there for how you can go in and you can enter your, you know go into your registry and change your windows um registry so that it boots into big picture mode immediately which obviously will save you a little bit in resources and all this kind of stuff but for most of us who don't want to be pissing about with stuff like that it's great you just turn on your pc hold down the guide button on your controller and ta-da it's like having a console but with all the hugely amazing benefits of having a pc it's great very happy with that. It's quite so, exciting. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and it's far cheaper than the Steam box. Well, <laughs> we don't know that because my rig wasn't cheaper than the cheapest, cheapest Steam box. So, I don't know. But as you discussed last week, no one knows what Steam box Nobody is. Nobody fucking knows what this Steam box is. <laughs> and I just love it when people insist upon that they know what it is. Then you have a conversation and you go, no, it's not that. I have no idea. No, no, I just, no, I just don't know that. anymore. I'm, I'm not going into it again because it's just... <laughs> You'll end up, we'll end up talking about Fitbits if we're not careful. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, and the other thing is just uh, a general thing around um, February's coming up. And I thought, looking at my back catalogue of games that are sitting on my on my hard drive currently, it really is time that I actually started doing something about them, i.e. playing them. So I'm going to be participating in the forums for in February challenge. Um, what is this challenge? The, the challenge is, is exactly what it says. It's to finish four games within the month of February. So okay. there's no real restriction on whether it's one you've played before or whether you're halfway through it or whatever. Um, it's just trying to, you know, we all have, especially after Christmas normally, we all have a, a plethora of games sitting there. You know, I mean, I'm looking at mine now. I've got Stanley Parable, Starbound, 
Testament Sherlock Holmes, XCOM. Oh, yeah. I've never actually finished XCOM. I've played it for about 40 hours and never actually bloody finished it because I keep restarting. <laughs> Dead Space 3, Diablo 3, Hitman and Absolution, Fallout 3. You know, I could go on for ages. Bulletstorm, Insurgents, well, Total War, uh, Broken Age, Dungeon Siege 3, Titan Quest. You know, I could just list them up. These are just the ones that are on my desktop. These are the ones that are actually installed. <laughs> So uh, four in February might be a very very good idea for me to do. So uh, one a week on the is that well the, that's the, that's the average. But I think for me what I'll try and do is I'll try and do a couple of small ones and then I'll try and do you know I might sort of say for example I might say the Stanley Parable will count as one even though you could probably whip through that game in about three minutes if you know whatever it's believed but you know, I'll probably take my time on that one. Um, and you know, then pick a, a hugely long one, either Fallout or Three, or maybe even try and finish XCOM for a change. <laughs> and, what about uh, Black Flag? I ain't got time for that shit. That'll take fucking ages. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It might be. It depends. Um, Black Flag's one of those games where I haven't actually really started the campaign at all on that. I've spent all my time buggering about in a boat. Um, <laughs> I can't actually remember what the plot is. Um, I met some pirates and then I went out on a boat. And I just all I've done in that bro, all I've done in that is just literally pot around the seas shooting shit. <laughs> that's, that's it. I've I've got seriously I've got no idea what the story is in that game at all. There's bound to be Templars in it. Somewhere. It's probably probably for the best, I yeah. imagine. Um, but yeah, I could go and finish that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, because obviously we're midway through January, so I might you know who knows I might finish XCOM before that, or I might get the. But yeah, four in February. I'm going to give that a shot. There's a few people on the forum trying it out as well. So if you're interested, um, pop on the forum. There's a thread there, and just just put down what you think you want to play and get some get some gaming done. But that's pretty much it for me. So a lot a lot of me waffling on, talking shit, and not many games. No, that's no, you there. Well, you got some stuff there. I mean, you you discovered apparently a secret button, which I can't believe secret, and that's surely special. Well, you're not allowed to talk about it. Because it's secret. That's true. That's true. I'm so what, you it's in good confidence here. I mean, rather than dwelling on that, we better talk about what Yoda's been playing. Um, well, as I said last week, I picked up uh, War for the Overworld. Uh, as, as did I. I've played the the only two missions <laughs> that are on there. Oh, so there is. <laughs> okay, I didn't realise. Is, is this early access or something? It's uh, alpha. You... <laughs> ah. I didn't realise that they were. Uh, I, I I did those, and I didn't realise there's none left. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'm done. Then. Yeah, uh, there's the t- <laughs> that's beastie. I'm out. <laughs> there's the the two uh, missions. There's the first one, which is just a tutorial, and the second one, which feels too easy. I was building up a nice big dungeon to go and attack the other guy. Went over and. It, Goes, you have won in, in about three, four yeah, seconds. I, yeah, that, that's what I, I think we are. That's pretty much right. I think my imp got to the one of the rooms. Yeah, you win. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, that was a. But that's the problem with this the state that it's in currently. I mean, it, it's it's definitely interesting. It is without a shadow of a doubt a modern dungeon keeping game. Dungeon keeping game. Modern yeah. being quite loose, a slightly more modern, as it can run at high resolutions. Kind of the the, the best way of comparing it. I've got a couple of little bugbears with it, um, and that's mainly using the menu bar at the bottom. It's horrible, when, isn't it? 
It is, and whenever I select something, I always end up selecting a piece of earth underneath it. Yeah, so, yeah. And I've really got to put I've, something on the forum, their I've, forum. I've had to switch to moving the um, screen around with the arrow keys because I found it almost impossible to do um, accurately with the mouse. It's, it's just yep. kind of wildly going around. I mean, we're obviously this isn't. We're just talking about what's going on. It's, it's, it, it is an alpha. We shouldn't be that surprised that um, there's little twerk, little kind of little niggles. Things that need, yeah, niggles. Things that need fixing with it. But um, yeah, I, I kind of know what you mean. I am really enjoying it. There are, I think there's, you can do three pet dungeons as well. Yeah, now, I had a quick go at one of the um, sandbox dungeons. Is there a point to them? No. Okay. It's like the old Dungeon Keeper ones where you can just go on forever and just try and unlock everything. But there was nothing there. I mean, I, I unlocked everything within about, like, Half an hour, twenty minutes. If Did that. you find all the enemies? Well, that's the point. Are there enemies there? Is that the whole the, thing? Because okay, yeah, I couldn't cross anything. I managed to build every single room. It was brilliant, and I was like, okay, um, now what? <laughs> there are, yeah, I definitely saw some enemies on the level that I did. Um, I'm not sure whether they're on every level because I've only played the one sandbox one. But I could. I'm hoping this gets as good as Dungeon Keeper Two. Well, yeah, I mean, what this did not me to do was to re-download Dungeon Keeper 2 from um, my uh, good old games library. Um, I've got the original game somewhere, but it was a bit of a pig to get running, so I had to pick it up uh, a couple of years ago. Um, and it's still a really, still a really lovely game. I mean, it looks dated, obviously. Um, the models are very, very old. But yeah. as a game goes, it's has all the charm the voice is great and it i don't know if they got the same guy in um war for the overworld or not he's very similar he's though, very isn't he? similar yeah very similar um so you've actually got it running on your machine because i've got an old disc version of uh dungeon keeper 2 yeah the good old games version just works straight out i might have to go and get that one then because i can't get my disc version to work at all um it's... yeah it's not a great deal of money, I don't think. I can't remember, maybe $5 or something. Um, I'd say it's worth picking up because it did remind me about why I really enjoyed that game and why I was keen for War, War for the Overworld to pick that up. Um, but it does show some of the polish that is lacking. Yeah. Even even, even with 10 years or whatever. How, I've got more <laughs> like 15 years, I guess, Dungeon Keeper 2 came out. I don't quite remember. It's got to be. It's got to be about that long ago. Um, it was 1999. It, Oh, wow, okay, yeah. It's a 421 megabit game, and it's going for $5.99 on good old games. Yeah. There you go. Um, but, yeah, that works straight out from there. I just, I, just read, I, I literally read it, I did it, installed it, played it. No problem. Fantastic. I'm and you get the level editor. Uh, I haven't tried that. I've been trying to play. I've actually been playing the, way, the main missions and watching the amusing, probably at the time, amazingly swanky um, CGI clips between each level. Um, yeah. Oh but, my god, that looks awful! And you got the little horny reaper as well. You do, you do. It's 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 it was fun going back to Dungeon Keeper Two and the, the kind of traditional grind and War for the Everworld definitely inspired that. I'm hoping that it gets a little polish in the next kind of few months. I don't, don't know when they're actually looking to go to beta in and full release, but it it kind of did wet my appetite. I'm yeah, sorry, I could not play this game. It looks. 
What, don't you give a two? Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Well, maybe it looks better in motion, but... Have you oh. never played it? No, 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 I've not played Dungeon Keeper 2. Oh, you oh, really man. need to try Dungeon Keeper. They're, they are really good. No, oh, good fun. The the comedy's great. Um, actually, you'll probably quite like it because it's quite a, a lot of time quite a lazy game because you don't... You. Control. <laughs> you don't control the the creatures very well. There's spells to go to first person mode, yeah. but um, really they they control themselves. So you do just tend to go around building the facilities for them. You are very much the keeper, um, and people attack, and you can put them in rooms and spank them into behaving <clears> well, <throat> um, and not of course you can't over spank them because some some of them might die. Yeah, um, uh, but I, it's, it's a cracking game. Really, it's brilliant. I'd say it's definitely worth that. Would be my recommendation of the week. Would be Dungeon Keeper Two, definitely. Yeah, I, I do appreciate this is not helping your your February issue. Not really. Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry, Yoda, carry on. And then the next game I did speak about it last week is Don't Starve. I absolutely love this game. I've spent more time on Don't Starve than anything this week. I keep restarting, getting to level today, 15, 16, and I just... Do you just keep starving at that point? No, no, I just keep getting attacked by these weird dog things um, that just come out of nowhere and attack me. Or I think yesterday I died because I planted a tree and the tree then attacked me, grew legs and attacked me, which I really wasn't expecting as I went to chop it down. Hmm. I really enjoy it. If you like sandbox games, this is the one to get. And I think more because there's the different characters that have the different abilities. So you're not playing with the same person all the time. The the first guy's a scientist and he'll grow a beard, which you can later on trim um, and then use that to, to make different things. The next one's a little fire starter. So when she gets nervous, she just sets things alight which isn't good when you're uh, in the middle of a forest yeah it sounds defensive though and the guy that I'm using at the moment is the little robot which is quite good because as you're picking up the the food it's perishable and the longer you hold it the worse it gets with that guy here eat it no matter what and it will still give you the same um, goodness that it will give the, the normal characters I'm so surprised he's... he has to eat it at all. To be honest, I thought it'd be quite cheaty. A game called Don't Starve, and you have a robot character, <laughs> <clears throat> which apparently you can upgrade if you find gears around the level, which I haven't found any yet. Um, I want to find out what the upgrades can do for him. I can so I, I can tell that you're really, really loving this game. <laughs> I just I, I think I was sat there last night and Gibber tweeted out, "Are we playing pro clubs?" I turned the PlayStation on. And rather than going to FIFA, I went to Don't Starve and sat there and played that for two hours instead. Um, while I was waiting for people to come on who never materialised, but it didn't bother me in the slightest. And then my final game that I've been playing, so I've been playing a bit of Hearthstone. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, after I think we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, you and Vimesy said that you should really get your decks to level 10 before venturing out to play yeah. the real mm-hmm. people. I never did that because I wasn't aware. I just went straight in uh-huh. to the online battles. 
So I spent a bit of time this afternoon um, just going back and unlocking some of the other decks, <laughs> and I'm really enjoying it. It's, no, 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 no. You seem to have skipped a bit there. So what happened when you went online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got up to level 21. I okay. won quite a few battles. I think I only lost two of my online battles. Ah, so how come you went back then? Because you told me I could unlock the other decks without having to play online and I could build them up that way. So I thought it might be a good idea to start building up some other decks rather than just using the one deck continuously and mm. getting some variety. You must have played some really terrible players to, <laughs> to get 21 <laughs> only two losses. Fucking evil you are. <laughs> um, I don't know. Wh- I, what's, which, which champion have you been championing? Which which is the first one? Uh, mage. The mage. Yeah, that would okay. just stuck with her. And I've, I have got to get to grips with the other characters. I will probably find one that I like more than the mage. I think that the key to um, doing that is, A, you find there's a lot of variety between the different champions. Yeah. Um, and also you get to find out what they may have in their hand. And that's where you make decisions um, going, oh, right, okay, I don't want to play him because he'll probably play the Polymorph card or probably play his um, Shadow Word Pain or something. So you're kind of, oh, okay. You're second-guessing. Yeah, and it means that you're – you can overdo that, but it's definitely good to know what they may have in their hand and how they may be playing. Or or you'll see certain cards and go, oh, I wonder if they're playing this kind of deck. Um, And – that's the kind of the, the the extra meta game, and as you play more and more, you kind of get more. Uh, okay, I've been done over by this kind of play before, and you start finding ways if you can. Of course, it's a luck yeah. game as well because what cards you get dealt are, uh, in a, in a certain way will certainly help you. Um, but yeah, I think you'll find that the mage is okay, but I think there's a for me, I think there's at least three or four that are more fun to play, different styles. I do like the Polymorph card. I think and that is one of my... I think I've got two in my deck just to turn yeah. them into sheep. So they pull out something that's got a seven hit attack and a seven defense, and you just then obliterate it by turning it into a sheep. <laughs> I really enjoy that. It's quite Yeah, sadistic. absolutely. And that, that's the, it's a control card. It's how you get board control, is those kind of cards. And, again, it's very tricky. It depends how other people are playing. If you're playing as a hunter, he might have loads of cards he's going to put on you all with charge all with relatively low damage but a lot of them and yeah there's yeah there's all sorts and you've got blizzard to try and deal with that and so forth but um no i'm glad you're enjoying it i mean i was a bit gutted because um i started playing the ranked games yeah um and i was you start at 25 and i got to 18 um quite quickly and then they reset the table <laughs> i was like oh <laughs> Um, and of course, going back to play at the start of the reset, it was just brutal because clearly everybody was trying to get back up the table. So you had loads of, I got thrashed like three times in a row, absolutely thrashed. I was like, right. Okay. Um, that didn't work out then. <laughs> Let's try. Um, I think we have a little bit of a break. Let those guys just kind of wander down the rankings a little bit. I'll <laughs> worry about those when I get to them again. Um, so it kind of put me, kind of encouraged me to have a little break. So I was enjoying in the ranking, but it was when I was progressing, when it was this kind of the people, all the guys who were 
level five and up, um, rank five and up, were really, really um, hammering it, hammering it to get through the rankings. Like, okay, this is not this is not worth it. So hopefully now I'm, they may have gone, and I'll give it a go. But no, um, definitely uh, sling me uh, a um, invite. Invite, yeah. So we have a little match. Because yeah. yeah, it will. And that's apart from the the PlayStation games. That's it, really, for me. Cool, and it's covered some of my games. Um, you mentioned Don't Starve, and Vimesy mentioned Starbound last week, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gifted this by a friend of mine um, before Christmas, and I was surprised. I was like, "Where the hell did this come from? I didn't realise I had it." Um, so I thought, I'd give it a go. Um, and I'm still bewildered by these types of games. Um, I, 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 I don't understand. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 okay. I went on a planet, started smacking things and it's just very, very, very slow. It's, I, I I'm just kind of, okay, right there. So platformy 2d jumping around mm-hmm. pixel art. Well, it's quite nice. Smashy, smashy dig holes. Oh, it's really dark. I've been poisoned. That's killed me. I'm back on the ship again. Um, <laughs> right, okay, let's teleport down again. Oh, there's a campsite. Uh, I can go to sleep. Really? Okay, that's handy. Uh, my health's come back. Oh, that's, that's good. Um, smashy, smashy. Oh, what am I doing this for? <laughs> I think the problem I have with these games is that um, I quite like Starbound. I like it. The art style's quite nice, and it's just quite simple. And um, But very quickly, you'll hit a ceiling um, where you've kind of, done almost everything you can do you've built everything you can kind of build i mean that takes a while to get there but once you do you you know it's, it's like anything it's like anything like daisy for example um or even something like don't starve i guess once you've kind of got everything where'd you go i mean with 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 starbound it's purely for me about exploration and you know you mine down i mean i presume when you're mining you're saying it's getting really dark um you're putting torches in the walls and stuff well i i have the torch thing but i it it falls in the same trap that i found with minecraft to an extent which i did Mm. kind of endure is the interface (laughs) is not it's not great it's not particularly intuitive is it i can see what they're trying to do and why but yeah and i'm like there must be a better way of doing this um i mean is is this game released or is it i, I can't remember if you remember if it's a beta uh, or early access of course it is everything is everything's early access. amazing how i'm going to try games... and make a new resolution where i don't buy any more early access beta straight <laughs> oh. whatever games but then i would buy any probably maybe i'll just wait <laughs> on this um a bit like prison architect where it was, i found it very frustrating at first just for them to kind of finish some of these things off because it's I'm finding it putting me off the game because the interface is like, oh, this is really tiresome. And I don't want, especially when the combat's um, ongoing, having to try and do inventory management and something's right, jumping at you, you're like, okay, I can't. Well, no, you've got your shortcut. You know, at the top of the screen, you've got, you know, very you do. much like you've got your you hot do. bar in, in an MMO, you know, where you assign, you assign an, an object to key one, key two, key three, so forth. So if you, you know, you might have your bow and arrow on one, you might have your sword on two, you could have something else on three. So it's fairly quick to slip through them. It's just, you've got, you know, it's like any game, you've got to learn how to play it first. And I think one of the biggest problems I'm having with games like this and and early access games in general is there's no fucking manual. 
And I know that sounds ridiculous, and we no, always no, yeah. we mock a lot of games for the tutorial way. It's like, oh, look up, look down. There's a log in your way. Crouch down and go under it. You know, but actually, especially for some games like this, there's you know you need something that says actually. Um, here's a hint. You know, this is how you use your inventory. This is how you do this, rather than it just being trial and error. Because you're not the first person to have turned to me and said actually. I don't understand quite how this works or the fact that you can't craft unless you build a crafting table or why is that grayed out and why can't I do this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you shouldn't expect people to be having to go to a forum to try and, you know, dig out the basics of gameplay. I think that's, that's poor game design. If you're doing that's, that. I found that with don't starve as well. There were certain things that, that built up your, your brain power for best sense of word that I didn't know until I went, I found the Don't Starve wiki. And because I kept dying because the shadow monsters were getting me, but I didn't know how to replenish the brain power. Mm. So that would, so that wouldn't happen. So and how, how do you do that? By picking flowers and picking flowers and then making a garland and wearing that. See, obviously, <laughs> yeah. See, obviously. It's, the, it's the thing they teach you. The first they teach you in medical school. It's a perfect example of, you know, come on, guys. You know, I mean, that's crap game design. If you don't have a tutorial hint there, I mean, every, every time I pick up a new MMO, you always go through the same thing, don't you? Where every time you do something for the first time, you get a tooltip that pops up and says, here's the inventory. You can manage this by doing this. You can stack items by doing this. Ah, here's an NPC. NPCs with this over their head mean this. And yeah, okay, after you've done your seventh MMO, you kind of get the picture. But even so, there are some, you know, all MMOs do something slightly different and you still want those to be there. And especially for games that are... slightly off the wall shall we say or away from the norm damn right they should bloody tooltip everything the first time you do it because it's how else am i supposed to know yeah i know well, even game dev tycoon tooltips um and it tells you goes oh would you like them on when you start if you die mm. and start a new one you can mm. choose turn to turn them off because it recognizes that you've played through once yeah but i mean i get that when i play you know an mmo most of the time you can kind of just go yeah, I know all this, but I always keep them on because you, there will always be something that's slightly different about how you manage inventory or the order to stack something's a different way of doing it or something like that. And, yeah. you know, just but things like that. Just how the hell am I supposed to go and pick flowers and stick a bloody garland over me head? Who the hell does that? <laughs> I know. It's, yeah, I'm I mean, Clark, Clark is not even on the show this week. No. He's probably off picking flowers. I imagine so. Mm um, making yeah. a garland. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I. I've got a feeling this is going to fester on my, in my on my Steam account. Well, I look um, at it like this. I, the same way as I do with Prison Architect. I will go in and I play that game for X number of hours, turn it off, go yeah, I've had a fill of that, and then in a month's time, I'll come back to it and I'll get another four or five hours out of it because they've updated something or they've added something, yeah. and that's fine. Because it's just like reinventing the game that you used to know and you're finding out what's different about it and you get your money's worth out of it for that. Um, I'm enjoying Starbound, but again, it's a, it's one of those ones that I'll pick up every now and again, play it for a few hours, go, oh, right, that's what they've done, um, and move on. Yeah, no, absolutely. Have you downloaded any mods for Prison Architect yet, Beastie? No. No, I haven't, no, no. I'm in, the, the idea of modding a game that's not finished just seems to make my nose bleed. <laughs> 
Um, but no, I'm I'm, I'm Escape's been again festering on my Steam account for a, a long while. Um, I don't even, I have no idea if they're in beta yet. I, I haven't paid any attention. Um, but I will I'll give it a whirl. Um, along with Starbound, I guess maybe in a bit. Um, <laughs> But I will talk about something that I, I did really enjoy, because um, you mentioned it earlier, Vimesy, is I did pick up the Stanley Parable. Mm. Um, obviously, a very difficult game to talk about. I um, I played the demo, which I would say is worth playing independently of the game, regardless if you played it before or not. Um, I thought it was a cracking um, demo. The demo really kind of tempted me to go, okay, yeah, this is this is interesting enough. It's certainly abstract. Um, and we've got cool problems, yay! Um, still here, mate. I'm still okay. here. Um, so we've lost Yoda, but you know, hey. Oh, we got recover. Um, it's the main game is cracking. I, I I have finished it, but I don't think I have really finished it. Um, it's it's really hard to speak about without it being spoiling it the narration a bit like um thomas was alone is excellent really really well done it's um it's probably the most unusual gaming experience i've had for a long long while it reminded me a little bit actually of dear esther mm. um so if that if dear esther kind of worked for you as a as a concept maybe it did i really yeah. enjoyed dear esther i did as well i did i mean it's, it's a different tone to it but it's yeah. I I can't really dismiss Stanley Parable. It is quite a quick game, from what I can gather. Though I did try. I think it, it depends. I mean, I've 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 got it sat there. I haven't got around to playing it. It'll be one of my four in February, I imagine. But it's um, you know, I, I think it's one of those games where it's not the playthrough. It's you you might play through. I know somebody's played this through about fifteen times, trying to do it differently and trying to second guess yeah. the computer a lot. And you know, they they've gone and try to do all sorts of things to kind of outwit um you know the game if you like i mean i i, I knew i wanted to play it when i played that demo because it had me in stitches i just thought it yeah. was clever and i thought it was witty and just a game that just was joyful and you don't get many of those that make you actually want no, to laugh no absolutely um, um yeah i i think that um it's a very different tone it's incredibly um, surreal, putting one of the most surreal games I've played before, just in terms of what you're doing. Mm. And I, I really loved the fact that I, I can't really ruin it, but when I did something, it completely acknowledged that I did something in an odd way. Mm. And it went, and the narration and the story went kind of and skipped that bit. It was really clever. I thought it was really well done of knowing what I'd done before. We're talking about tutorials, not knowing that you've done a tutorial before, whatever else. Mm-hmm. This game knew I'd done this action before. Went, oh, hang on. Um, it, I, it's really talk, hard to talk about. I mean, maybe it's one of those games that we should do a um, an independent spoiler, spoiler, spoiler cast because mm-hmm. I think it's, well, this would be a long one, but I think that it's got so many things to talk about that I think that would encourage people to what did they experience? What do they think of it? Um, yeah, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get that done before the next show. And uh... No, I think it'd be good. Um, the last thing I, p- I picked up was... Well, actually, a game I had for a while, and I played it before, and I kind of burnt out, and it was Revenge of the Titans, which is a tower defence game. That's really Ooh. the best way of describing it. <laughs> um, I 
I, I love the art style of this game. It's a very, it's a, your, you have Earth's defenses against these alien hordes that come down. It's all very kind of space invadery, but slightly swanky graphics. Um, and you kind of put your defenses down, and you've got tower trees, so you can kind of unlock research into the alien genome to do more damage, and then get other unlocks towards things. And I really enjoy it to a point. Then uh, I find it really hard to manage um, a good defense because you can put the towers anywhere. And because in some of the areas they all have the base you're protecting right in the center of the map and about eight different routes towards you, or eight different spawn points, which vaguely they're going in a, in a direction towards, it's just really hard defending all of them um, without you just... Because I like being efficient with how I place positions and go, right, if I put yeah. it in there. And, and early on, you can really do that because you see the route and go, there, there's, okay, I can build a defense, I can put it in a cone shape, or I can put some um, calling towers so they can increase their fire rate here and blow up. But when you've got multiple routes, it just becomes really horrible to manage. Because I'm like, yeah. right, um, how am I going to do this? I don't have enough money. And because money progresses on each round, you, are trying, you try, have to try and be frugal with what you build. Mm. So you're going to, I can't spend too much money because, but then I need it the next time. Yeah. And if I ever build too much, it or, does look rather, I mean, some tower defense games can look incredibly hectic and this looks like one of, I mean, I'm Yoda yeah. probably like it. It's got a very sort of reso gun art style to mm. it. It's all neons and lots of bright lights. And Do you know, I was thinking that I was thinking how pretty it looks. And it looks, it looks, it looks good, but it's, I wouldn't buy it, and I love tower defense games. And I think the reason why I don't, I wouldn't buy it is I like the ones where they've got predetermined route, mm. like Field Runner. Um, yeah, um, mm. no, I, would, I, mean, I think Kingdom Rush is definitely a better example. Than that yeah, Kingdom Kingdom Rush probably. I mean, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of my favourite one. Um, oh bloody hell, what was it called? Oh, I can't remember. But it was, um, you know, the, the way they follow a set route and you, you have to try and work out what to hit them with first, how to afford your upgrade, what, yep. what to upgrade. Um, those, are the, the, those are the kind of games I really, really like, the, the way they deal with that. If you've just got a swarm of things charging across in a wide pattern where that that takes quite a lot of... They also destroy towers, that's worth putting Yeah, and it's, well. it's too that's, much that's like horrible. randomness. I think there is an element to that to it. And part of the fun I find of those games is the predictability of it in some ways. Well, the predictability of the, of their, their, their progress that you can um, try and play the cards in the right way for your, that, that, that defense. And yeah, yeah, that's where it kind of falls down a little bit. I mean, I, I do like the art style. I do think it's fun. I do like the story. I like the fact that it's got this kind of fake screen shudder, when things mm. go wrong, and it's mm. for, a, for a cheap um, uh, game, granted, town defense game, they're never that expensive. I still, no. it's still nice going back to it, but I'd it still is frustrating. What was it called? Oh, Defense Grid. It was Defense Grid. I think I put nearly 30 hours into Defense Grid. Never played it. I know one of the guys at work plays it a lot, but it's, never played it. it's just brilliant. It's, it's, for me, it's kind of the, it's, it's the definitive tower defense game it just it just ticks all the right boxes for me um or should make a bloody defense grid too but there we go um yeah okay that's that's me covered so let's move on to releases 
all of which I don't think I'm aware of in any particular way. So on the 20th, we've got Kickbeat. That's I weird. got no idea what that is. That's really weird. That's um, The game's weird? Rhythm rhythm beat-em-up. Oh, okay. Um, You've kind of that's that sounds quite interesting. So yeah, it is it is quite interesting. You uh how to explain this? You have a kind of circular ring in the middle of the floor. You're looking at it from a kind of three quarter top down isometric kind of view. You have a, a quite a nicely animated kung fu person in the middle, and the music plays, and you can put you can import your own music tracks if you want to, so you're not limited to kind of okay. the um the, the soundtrack that comes with the game you are surrounded by enemies almost in a kind of mob mentality and from what it looks like when you when the beat happens and if you hit the right key at the right time you basically fight off the enemies that are swarming you um, i'm sure there's more to it than that i just don't know what it is <laughs> <laughs> well to be honest i didn't think we'd have anything to say about it at all so i think that's a gold star for you vimesy thank you very much um on the 22nd, Insurgency. Now, I'm sure I've heard of this. Is this one of those games that's been, by possible chance, in some kind of early access version that's now coming out? Might uh, possibly be something to do with that. And my Let's Play video, if you'd like to search YouTube. For oh, one that's why I've before. <laughs> but I was correct then. By, by default, it would mean that it was a early access game. It's yeah. um it's a cracking game. It's um very similar to Counter Strike. We talked about it a little bit before, so I'm not going to go on too much about it. Um, it's quite serious. It's along the same lines as Red Orchestra. Um, yes, yeah, so I heard you say that sounded quite. Um, I I was surprised that John hadn't heard of that. To be honest with you, um, um, no, I think it's Red Orchestra is one of those. I'd like to get into Red. Orchestra. I think there's a couple of us trying to. I think Langle's trying to organise a night on the forum. Uh, where we can go and play something like Red Orchestra or um, what's the other one? Rising Storm, um, uh, which are very, very hardcore first-person shooters. You know, you get shot once, you die, effectively. Um, uh, And and this is Insurgency is very much like that. It's great. I really enjoy it. Um, It it tends to promote teamwork without even needing to kind of communicate because it's that kind of... Intense... you know, it's kind of terrorist, counter-terrorist, but more, more more modern day, a bit more, I don't know, It's a, it just feels a little bit less maybe run and gun than counter-strike. I don't know. It's, it's a weird way of putting it. I don't know. It's it's good, though. Go and get it. Well, this is, this is amazing. So I'm expecting you're going to really nail this, uh, um, the last release of the week on the 23rd, Might and Magic X, or probably 10, Legacy. Oh, you mean Might and Magic X Legacy? Yeah. Um well what if it's a first person uh, role playing game um i think it's ubisoft have done it uh it's my magic isn't it yeah i think that's <laughs> i think that's covered i mean I'm i mean I've, i remember playing my magic from donkeys years ago yeah um, i don't think it's going to be any different no no i think it's a safe bet um doesn't mean it's bad just means it's not going to be any different Absolutely. Um, some kind of prize was given away. What's that about? Yep, we had a we had a, a, a prize draw type thing. First person to retweet, or well, not first person, but the, all the people that retweeted our um, 
announcement tweet. And for those that are wondering, any any announcement tweet will do. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't matter if it's whether it's ours or whether it's MGP bots or, or whoever's, or which one it was. Just retweet them all. It always helps. Um, one one a copy of a game. Um, so if Gigity01, um, and if you want to give us a shout, uh, probably best to DM me vimec74 on Twitter. And I will uh, sort out getting your game to you. I think it's a Steam code, so we should be all right for that. Lovely. Um, shall we move into films, books, comics, etc.? Yarp. So, Vimesy, you've either watched a film that's the very new thing or a very old thing. No. What's, 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 I lost you there for a minute. <laughs> Did you, what have you, what have you been watching? Just do that. Save, save me the hassle. What was there a joke? Did I miss one? Um, <laughs> I, uh, what have I been watching? I've been, uh, watching Riddick finally got around to it. The one that I was absolutely going to rush out and buy. Uh, is this, is this, is this the new one? This is a new, 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 the third in the Riddick. There's, like, now there's, there, I didn't even know there was another one. <laughs> I just watched the first one. That was that was me done. Oh, how can you? Say? The first one is just awesome. It's brilliant. Pitch Black is uh, it's a horror film. Even I can watch. It's great. Um, it, low budget indie film at the time. Done good. Uh, proper 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 good film. Um, Really good. Chronicles of Riddick got, gets unfairly slated. That's a cracking film. This one, I'm, as you might tell, quite a large fan of the Riddick series. I love the games as well. The games are really good. Um, but this film, it's not very good. Um, <laughs> oh, really? I really wanted to love it because it's, you know, it's it's uh the law and the not the law. The law makes it sound really sort of pretentious and arsy, but it you know just the storyline and the thing, all the things that are happening in the kind of the the the, the universe they're building in a, in a way it has some really interesting points. And Riddick could be quite an interesting character, and, and things that are going on in that universe could be really interesting. And essentially, what happens is he gets marooned on an island, uh, an island, a planet, and um, he has to survive. And the way he does that is to make his whereabouts known so that Mercs land and then it turns into a kind of him v the Mercs and then something comes. And that's all I'll say about it. And it just ends up being neither one nor the other. It's Sorry, is, that, of... is this a new film? It sounds a bit like the other films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's it, 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 it kind of does, and it, it you know it sounds a bit like Pitch Black, but Pitch Black was a hundred times better. Um, this just kind of it drags a little bit, and he, I don't know what they've done. They've, they've, they've the writing isn't as good in it. Riddick isn't as um, believable. <laughs> don't laugh at this bit, but yeah, pretty much. He doesn't. He almost doesn't feel quite like Riddick. He he sort of says too much and it too kind much, of sexualised him quite a lot. Too way. much conversation. Yeah, Have pretty much. Have you seen the uh, the TV movie? What 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 TV movie? The Chronicles of Riddick into Pitch Black. There you go. What that what came out that came out before Riddick. Uh, Pitch Black, sorry. I don't know so, what you're talking about. I'll have to go and have a look at this now. What are you talking about? Speak. 
Um, before Pitch Black, yes. there was the Chronicles of Riddick into Pitch Black TV movie with also starring Vin Diesel. <laughs> Why do I not know? There's going to be hideous clicking going on now for all those people out there because Bimes is off to, off to Amazon. Wow. Right, carry on. Yes, okay. <laughs> uh, Yoda, um, what have you been um, partaking in in other media forms? Well, on the back of my chastising last week from Vimesy, I went Shut out... hunting things down. <laughs> I went out and um, got hold of The Expendables, both one and two. Good lad. Right. And See, uh, I've, I've watched the first one, um, and I didn't agree with many of the comments that justifying its existence, but Yoda, please, please let me know what you thought. I really enjoyed both of them. I watched them both back-to-back on Saturday morning. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I guess it is kind of kids' TV almost. <laughs> and there's just... I completely agree with what Clarkie said last week about um, Jean-Claude Van Damme ageing so much when he took his glasses off in the second one. I thought the the banter between the characters was really good. The stealing of each other's catchphrases through the whole two films was... I really enjoyed that. There was just the little catchphrases like Arnie would use or Bruce would use, just the other characters just saying them back to them. And I just think it's a nice little blokey film. Um, Other than that, I can't say much about it. It's just all action, blowing up, yeah, guns, I, 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 I don't know. I think you guys are being way too generous. I haven't watched the second one, but the first one I was just like, wow, this is... Oh, it's this crap. Is, this it's absolute crap. This is rubbish. But it's crap in a really brilliant way. I don't know. I mean, because there's, there's other films that are that kind of crap, but better, I'd say. that. I mean, I don't know. I just didn't do it for me. I, I think this 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 film has already had these films this franchise should we call it has already had enough enough attention this show. So what was the other film you you watched? Well, on Saturday night I watched Twenty One and Over, which is this about... is this, this is this clone of um, the Hangover, isn't it? Yeah, and the Hangover is much better. <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy it. I don't think they can ever get three or more episodes out but no doubt as the the movie I'm producers sure they will i'm sure they will oh, if they'll all be if, dead by then if they can get four expendables i'm sure they can go for for some more of this it's enjoyable in parts there's some comedy aspects the fact that he gets a super glue a bear super glued to his crotch becomes quite funny because he then runs around in a bra and with the bear suit grew to his crotch for a good 15 minutes while dancing on top of a police car as well. I'm glad to see that bringing you on the show has made us more highbrow. <laughs> Listen, half that's your fault for bringing the expendables up again. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't watch it again. <laughs> and that's 21 and over, not the expendables. Uh, so you would watch the expendables again? Yeah, for a laugh. <laughs> But it's it's not a bad it's not a bad film it's not a great film it's just one of those me- mediocre films that I think will just get lost in the ether. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it will. I think it's it's got a bit of a reputation because of the Hangover, but I think it really is a 
it will fade away in a few years' time. No one will remember it even existed. Yeah, it's no super bad. Let me. Yeah. Which I got free this week as well. For, for owning a Sony Xperia Z1. They I, pro- I, pro- I probably need to do that, don't I? <laughs> Actually, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, I think on the the Xperia Privilege, I think we get six movies. Yeah, they, they, so, I'm sure they sent me other content. I need to pay attention to it. Um, but yeah, I have to look at that. So, but no, I'm hoping to watch Elysium this weekend. So hopefully I can talk about that next week, which hopefully will be better than this. Well... Well, it's, a, it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. Um, okay, so I'll go into what I watched. Um, I'll bring up the Hunger Games first because it was mentioned on the show. Um, Yoda's film of the year. Film of the year? Blimey. <sighs> okay, well... Um, <laughs> I have a feeling it wasn't yours. <laughs> it's... Um, <laughs> I avoid what I avoided watching. This is the first one I watched. I haven't watched the, um, the second one. This was off some um, Netflix, right? And um, I had avoided it because I liked um, Battle Royale so much because I really enjoyed the original um, Japanese girls in short skirts. What's not like to like? Well, indeed. Um, but also, more importantly, it was an eighteen, so massively violent. Absolutely. Um, and the the kind of the quote. Of course, it being Hunger Games' Battle Royale with Cheese um, didn't really inspire me anymore to, to watch it. <laughs> so we, we, I said to the, to the girlfriend, do you want to watch this? I think it was last Saturday. And um, we sat down for the night and watched it. Um, it was all right. Um, it, early on, definitely early on, I was thinking, oh, wow, this is really Battle Royale with Cheese. This is so cheesy. Um, it did feel very much that kind of. It does have that air a little bit of the kind of Twilight style films, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Um, and, you, and I don't know what it. Well, I can't put my finger on what it is about it, but it did have that vibe about it. Um, it's. I mean, it's fun enough, and I quite like the the meta background story. It doesn't really get into in, at least in the first Battle Royale. I haven't seen the sequels. Um, and it was kind of intrigued. I, did, I was a bit confused as to how there's other films from this because I thought, well, surely they're going to wrap this up. Um, and it's probably that, that kind of meta background story arc which is uh, going to be the interesting side of things. Um, I was a bit, 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 bit bemused by some of the logic of the people like <laughs> fighting together. I'm like, um, what? hang on a second. <laughs> okay, you kill that girl, then you that what instantly could turn around and kill each other doesn't make any sense. I was, I was a little bit baffled by that logic of teaming up, um, just to invariably kill each other. Um, but yeah, it was okay. It was fun enough. Um, and yeah, nothing more to say on that. I, I will watch the second one. Um, I preferred the second one. The second okay. one, the storyline in the storyline becomes a bit more. It becomes very story driven in the second one. Yeah, okay. So you you find out what's going on more in the background, which I think is where the third and fourth ones come in. So I, I think I think it could be good. I agree with the the Twilight esque feel to it. Mm. I think it's one of the age group thing they're aiming for. It's obviously a a twelve A or whatever uh, yeah. in the cinema, and I think that just means it's a certain tone. I think it it, it would have been better it being more vicious. I would still would say recommend people watch Battle Royale if you want that kind of 
if a oh, Battle is just a great film. It is a great film. Stop. It is a great film. Um, but if you want that, if, if what you're really hungry for is kids trying to kill each other, <laughs> Battle Royale is my, <laughs> it's my recommendation. Or there's bound to be a Channel Five documentary that does the same. Yeah, I imagine so. <laughs> Um, but um, I then picked up, um, not picked up. I then had to. I have, I have then watched Musketeers, the new series on Sunday. Oh, don't spoil it for me. Okay, I won't do that. Um, it was all right. Sell it. But to there's me. three of them, and then there's another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's de- they've all got very similar names. I will have. There's obviously the Apple stand. Thoughts, Paris, there's oh. obviously the, the massive complaint. There was almost. I didn't see any dogs in any of the... What? It, yeah, exactly. Did they have the same theme tune, though? Nope. What? Yeah, I know. No, it's just not right. It is not right. Um, that was that was obviously a big disappointment, no dogs. But apart from that, it was, it was quite good fun. It's hard. It, it feels a bit like it's in the void between something like Ripper Street and Merlin, if that makes mm. sense. See, this it's, is the problem. I saw the trailer and I thought... I hope it's not like the trailer. <laughs> it's, it's very shiny, very overproduced. It just looked a bit. They all look perfectly handsomely, proper sort of designer stubbled up. Um, I don't know. Well, it's unfortunately they're musketeers, and that's the period of time where they're going to be flouncy, and that's the whole thing. But <laughs> it's. I mean, it, I certainly didn't. I mean, I'm going to keep watching it. I, I think that, but I, I did think it could be grittier. Um, it it is to feel still a little bit. It's definitely nearer um, Atlantis and Merlin than it is Ripper Street and um, even something like Spooks. Uh, that kind of that kind of a bit grittier and a bit nastier. It's it's mm. it, it's interesting. Um, it's the story was simplistic, interesting the characters. I'm sure that there's um, going to be some kind of interesting um, thing with Peter Capaldi being the Cardinal, which I think's he's going to be everywhere now, isn't he? He's everywhere, but I think actually I, he's a really good choice for the Cardinal. I think he suits the look really well. Um, they definitely question how <laughs> how good would be as Doctor Who, but um, uh, yeah, I'd say give it a go, um, and we'll see how it goes in the coming coming weeks. I don't need to have, have a feeling to say I'll avoid it yet but mm-hmm. mm, we'll see we'll see um one thing that i did watch um i haven't had a chance to speak about yet um is the excellent uh third season of sherlock which i very very much enjoyed now i haven't seen the third one have you, did you watch season one and two i've watched season one two and i've seen all of them i've seen like the basically i've seen the wedding episode and i've not seen the last episode yet okay how did you so if there's any you... cliffhangers and stuff oh I'm there is gonna... that's amazing <laughs> um did, have you, would you, were you not did you not notice it on twitter i i very i'm getting very good with twitter at just scrolling very quickly as soon as i see the first two word letters <laughs> of something you know it's like any time on a saturday or any time there's football you know it's you just get very good at kind of just being able to scroll quickly okay, uh, or, okay. Or shut yourself off to that kind of thing um but no i mean i haven't i haven't done anything about the the third episode yet I'm, very very good i presume that you enjoyed because you 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 didn't watch all did you so recently you watched them <sighs> yeah i i don't know i have to be I've really grown out of telly in the last five years or so. I just 
it don't watch hardly any of it and gaming has kind of taken that over quite a lot especially with the kind of the, the more social aspect that gaming tends to be for me now um and it has something to do with the fact that um you know, I just don't. We, me and the missus don't get a lot of time to sort of sit down at night and watch because she works and I do stuff and whatever. So, yeah. Um, we don't. We used to sit down and kind of like we could easily get through a box set of I don't know anything Burns House, whatever, and get through one of those in like a, a week or two, and you know that that would be fine. But it doesn't seem to happen to quite so much as anymore. But um, we just kind of grew out of telly. It was all becoming sort of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing particularly innovative or interesting came up. Um, Sherlock came out and loved series one, thought it was brilliant. Um, series two, I don't know, it's just we got to sort of I watched episode one and two, and I still think my favorite episode of, of Sherlock up to now, having not seen the last one of the third, is probably the um, the one with the the lady in it that gets uh, kind of captures his heart slightly. Um, oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's probably my favorite episode. I just, I just thought that was just played beautifully. I just thought it was a really beautiful episode. Um, and I was, they're brilliant. But then there was just this gap where I think I'd heard somewhat lots of sort of semi spoilerific stuff about the cliffhanger at the end of series two. Mm-hmm. So we just put off watching it and we only watched the last episode of series two. Um, Actually, we watched the, the episode of the last episode of series two when it was being when the first episode of series two was being broadcast, and then having watched that, went, yeah, all right, we'll watch the first episode now. And we just flipped the BVR back over and ended up watching the first episode yeah. of series three straight away afterwards. So we watched you know double double episodes of Sherlock on a, on a Saturday night or something, and brilliant, really, really good. Um, the the third episode, um, it I it unlocks a lot of things. <laughs> Lots of things happen. Absolutely <laughs> tons of things. I mean, some things I had very high suspicions about happened. And I was like, oh, I think this is going to happen. And that, oh, we're going to have a Sherlock spoiler cast as well at this rate. Uh, it's, I, 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 I pretend they, they, they probably are a little bit too long. They feel a little bit bloated. However, I don't really give a shit because I can happily spend... It, it, what angers me more than anything else the fact that I've got to wait another year for another three episodes. That, that annoys just, me. Oh. But then, no, I'll tell you what was interesting was um, I have a feeling, I'd have to check this, um, but I have a feeling that the first series of Sherlock came out in something like 2009. Um, I know there was, a, there was a like two-year gap between... Four years ago. Two, there was a two-year gap between season two and three. Almost exactly, I think. 2010 it came out, but it was filmed in 2009. So, you know, we're 2014 now. Yeah, I know. So it's just like, wow, that's just wrong. Yes. <laughs> it's yes, three it fucking episodes. I know you're busy being dragons and hobbits and stuff, yeah. but for God's sake, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I will safely say this, and I'll say this with without any malice at all. I don't care who the voice of a dragon is. I'd much rather you made more Sherlock I'll say that now. Yeah, but I, I just don't. This is what I don't understand. You can get as much as I love them. You know, things like NCIS Los Angeles can put out fucking twenty-three episodes of fucking season out every year for the last decade. Sherlock, they do three every yeah, sort of you fourteen got, you or got fifteen to bear, months. You got to bear in mind, and they're rubbish. 
Yes, they are. That's not funny. <laughs> Just make some more. How hard can it be? I imagine to make it good, probably quite hard. I don't know. I think it's more to do with the the filming commitments. Of yeah, the I, 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 th- I think probably, and, and also I think it's an event. You know, you get three weeks of Sherlock. You get you know whatever it is, six hours worth or whatever of Sherlock or ninety minutes. I can't remember how long an episode is. Minutes. Um. And you have to say, you know, if they did 12 episodes a season, or you would probably burn out on them. You're probably right, but I'm willing to take the, ep- the risk an episode of one every single week of, in the year and see, uh, I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, not sure. Have you <laughs> caught Elementary? Uh, I have, um, and it's basically a detective show that's bought the theme of Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, it's it's got Lucy Liu in it, isn't it? Yeah, it's got Lucy Liu in it. Where Sheepdog will love that. He's got a thing. Uh, yeah, I don't get that. I think it's. I think he's hot. He's trying to hide his inward emotions towards her. I imagine that's. Uh, it's obviously yeah. a lust thing. I agree. Uh, there's been no proof otherwise. Absolutely mm. not. Um, shall we move into the news? Why yes. not? Yes. Okay, we actually got some stories here and everything. Um, yeah, we made them up, but they're there. Made them up, yeah, absolutely. Um, so one first, for you, Beastie, because you haven't mentioned it this show. Which one? First one. I haven't mentioned the show, and I'm, I'm, I've, got to say, I've stopped playing it. That's why, like always. <laughs> um, so anyway, World of Warcraft, um, the Warlords of Draenor, the latest expansion. Apparently, if you pre-order or actually, to be fair, buy in advance, so that means buy it through their um, Blizzard store. Um, you'll get a free boost of a character to level 90, which is the current level cap. Um, I, I I don't know if I care, particularly, um, <laughs> but it certainly doesn't make it more enticing for me to uh, to buy early, if that makes sense, just to get another character. I, mean, I imagine a lot of the char- people who'd be really keen on this Probably have already got three or four characters at level ninety. Maybe it's that the one class that they didn't. Well, if want. you've if you've kept, it, I mean, the problem with World of Warcraft and the problem it's going to keep having is the you now have. Is this the fourth or the fifth expansion? Um, fifth, maybe. So you've had World of Warcraft, yeah, Burning Crusade, uh, Wrath of Lich King, Cataclysm, uh, Cataclysm then Pandaria. Pandaria, and this is the fifth one. Yeah. You know, if you're starting off in Warcraft, you've got to buy all of them. You know, it's not like you can go and get this one as a standalone. No, I think they've I think they've changed that now. I believe they've changed that. Um, I'm not I can't hundred percent say they did, but I think you can get World of Warcraft as everything apart from Mr. Pandaria. So I think that's kind of yeah. I mean, you can buy it. you can buy like a box set or, or whatever a, a bundle of. Because uh, I think you used to be able to, well, no, to, be able to get the, the war chest, the war chest, the, the, the battle chest thing. Um, that's one. The I think now if you buy it directly from them, I think they had a sale over um, Christmas, and I think it was like three ninety nine for all apart from Mr. Pandaria. It's but it's, it's one key; it gives you um, access to all of them. So I think they've tried to deal with that. So I just I doubt, I doubt many people who you know you get to boost a character up to level ninety. If people are still playing it, they'll at least you know they would have had some history with WoW. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just not. Uh, it falls into two categories, I guess. Okay, you might be a person who has got that one character that you didn't ever level up, didn't level a priest or whatever it may be. Uh, oh, great, it'd be level 90. 
how good a player do you think you'll be at level 90, never playing the character up to, up, up to that level? You're going to be absolutely... You're going to go, oh my god, what are all these spells? Oh, this is a mess. And part of leveling this character up is learning the character, understanding mm. how it plays. Mm. Um, I think the thing that was more interesting to me in this article was the bit where Blizzard state that in the near future they will be testing a feature that gives you the option to purchase a character mm-hmm. to 90 directly. So not even as just a pre pre-order sort of here's a bonus a bit like the death knight character was when yeah. cataclysm came out i can't remember uh, um, no it was um wrath of the lich game nah sorry no that's not one. um you know so that opens it i mean i know they've been testing it and blizzard are normally quite good at looking at things like balance but maybe with the decline in numbers they're having i mean they're not having massive decline let's be be honest but you know they it's definitely on a downward which you'd expect for I a think team in, i think in number. raw numbers it's massive yeah. it's just that they've got a long way to fall yeah exactly so maybe they're thinking okay well maybe if we we you know we allow you to into to buy 90 that that may get us some more players or get people in like yeah, yourself but, who might think oh i've got some friends who play but it's uh, quite I haven't bleak, got a character I'll because spend another 20 quid and I can immediately go in and play with them or something. I don't know. It's just going to mean that the old zones become even more empty. I can't ever feel that they need to be quite simple for them if they just applied a um, Guild Wars 2 mechanic to it. So each zone kind of scales with you and the items you get, loot you get, is what it is. But mm. you can go back to a zone, it'd still be a little bit of a challenge but oh, i don't know I, I used to quite like going through goldshire with my sort of level 40 or 50 and just kind of not having to worry about it and you see all the noobs kind of looking at you in awe as you stride through them with your epics <laughs> yeah. right well look it's my life i need to live it the way i can and well absolutely <laughs> um moving away from mmos but to um something that's quite interesting and massively predictable so windows 9 um, which under the code name Threshold uh, is being rumoured. Across the threshold. Well, indeed. They rumour is that this is going to hit um, next year, um, and unsurprisingly, and very much as I predicted, it sounds like it's gonna, it's going to do the right thing this time. Um, and, go back to XP. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I think certainly go back to the root of. Every other one's a bit rubbish. And um, 7 was good, XP was good, and so on. And um, 9's looking like it's going to be quite good. They've gone, mm, maybe, hang on a second, maybe having a uniform kind of UI, an operating system, across every device isn't the best for people. And so there's been indications that it will be a, um, might offer, might offer through a desktop, a desktop interface um, without forcing the kind of metro or modern whatever it's called mm. they decided on interface upon users um uh, stepping away from the full screen apps in fact there's a there's a really good there's a really good design out there actually on the net of some guy who has done a windows um 9 concept using the metro um interface merging it with the normal desktop environment adding the icons and the sets but when you open up a application it just opens up in a window rather than the full screen and so forth mm-hmm. um which why can't they just have icons on your desktop well indeed and that's you what know, well, that's just what smaller windows this you know i know i know <laughs> well that's what they the sounds like the room is like it's gonna go back to that route and there might be different versions for tablets and so forth mm-hmm. um which i, I mean I'm, I'm really pleased because 
personally, I Windows 8 is bloody horrible. I, I find it horrible to use, and there's there's no no amounts of it being a little bit faster to boot can make up for the fact that it's gonna be bloody awful when I get there. Um, so sorry, it's gonna I'm gonna keep an keep an eye out for this. It looks like it might be quite good, and I think I'll skip eight altogether. Yeah, a bit like can't do. a bit like I should have done with Vista. Um, <laughs> but yes, someone's got something about something saying a lot, and apparently it's it's I don't know what's it sold. What's this game? What's it sold? What's this game? Oh, I know, but you know. You know what Rust is? I do. I just don't care. No, I know. I know you don't. Um, it's another sandbox game, isn't it? It's another sandbox early access. Oh, early game. access game, isn't it? I'm just bought another sandbox early access game. Uh, so yeah, Rust, which is uh, Minecraft meets Days Day Z, um, amazingly, considering it's. Uh, based off an old Gary's mod mod mm-hmm. mod um it's it's now shifted um three and a half million copies which it, is just ridiculous it is horrifying <laughs> 22 million dollars worth of revenue yeah. per okay it's it's a good game it's not that bloody good <laughs> 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 I don't know. Uh, you know, this is this is um, the the retail release. Well, it's not even that yet. It's still out early access, but it's the retail release of um, an original Gary's Mod mod. Um, and already in the space of a month, it sold fifty five percent of what this uh, the original mod did in nine years. Yeah, it's it's just it's just I don't know what is going. On. The early access thing, you want to go there now? Well, no, not to be early access, (laughs) but just the nature of what games are being picked up. I mean, I'll be honest, when you first talked about this, I I really was quite dismissive of it. I was like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, another Wayne's Games. You're always dismissive of it. I am, but I have to do that for the best. Um, That's a fair point. What's going on in the industry at the moment, all these people buying stuff, that you (laughs) you see things like Tomb Raider just announced, like, we just about broke even now <laughs> oh, that I, I don't understand uh, but and then you've got games like this that i'm like really really wrong 49.99 is a, 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 a better price point than i think um day z is uh, i think 20 pounds at this stage is a bit bit much in yeah, my but, opinion but, but day day z came in with a uh, you know a, a higher profile if you like it could it could sure. get away with charging 20 quid whereas rust no one had heard of word of mouth has really taking it forward um a lot of the a couple of the big sites have taken it forward and you know and and pitched it and are doing let's plays and stuff so um you know that's that they've kind of got some community stuff behind them there um is it this any is good? going to be incredibly hypocritical but i i i i'm beginning not to agree with early access games. <laughs> <laughs> um there's just there's too many of the bloody things out there and the quality is all over the shop you know and if apple if apple if if um you know if valve do go down a more open method they're talking about you know possibly getting rid of um what's it called uh green light or something are they okay um well i've heard rumors you know there's talk when we're ditching it um but if they make it open source, can you actually? It's going to look like the fucking Apple, app, you know, the App Store. Yeah. Where it's just a whole load of shit. 
um, and a whole load of clones and crap and stuff like that. I don't want that. I just can we go back to the old days when they sort of said, "Here's a game and it's finished." Yeah, but you wouldn't be happy though. No, yeah. I'd, I'd save a fuckload more money. <laughs> This is true. This is true. And I know it's hypocritical and I can't explain it. I just look at it and think, well, that's a good idea. I wonder what that would be like. And then I end up buying it because, you know, that kind of price point for me, that's that's kind of like, you know, I could buy one of those a week, you know, quite easily because it's it's 15 quid. It's cheaper than a night in a pub and I can kind of justify it that way. But I don't want any more. Please stop. What's it like, though? Is it worth it? Oh, it's quite good, uh, but it's it, you know I've talked about it. There is a, um, a quite a good community spring up around it, but it all depends. It, okay, graphically it's 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 pretty. The 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 human models, the avatars, whatever you want to call them, they're not so great, but they never are. But the world itself is quite pretty. Uh, very simply, it's it is DayZ meets Minecraft. So you spawn in a world of, I think it's. Obviously, depending on the server size, you can go up to 256, but most of them are sort of like 128, whatever. There's a limited set of resources. You spawn, and the only thing you've got is a rock. And you do the Minecraft thing of go round and bash trees to get wood, bash rocks to get rock. And then you can combine those to make like an axe, which means chopping the tree quicker, which means you can collect more wood, which means you can then build uh, straight away. You can just build a wall or a door, and you can build yourself a little hut. Um you know and then from then the crafting thing is more about okay so you, you go from being able to build uh you know a, a wall to being able to build i don't know an ak-47 really uh, is it really? yeah you can you right. know it's it's a modern day thing so you know um you can collect metal particles and combine them to in a foundry to make, just you know, just like in real life exactly um but again it's one of those things where the real stories are coming out of you know what that enables people to do i mean the zombies are now very very secondary it's a bit like daisy in that respect where the zombies aren't really the issue anymore the stories are all about human human interaction it's all about that pvp element um you know and some servers will i mean the server i was on for a little while it was pve so you weren't really supposed to harm your other compatriots but that took quite a lot of fun out of it <laughs> in a lot of ways because there was there wasn't that fear when you're wandering around that you were going to run into someone who's just going to bash you over the head with a rock and nickel your stuff um you know so it's um you know it, i i want to get into a server i think um someone on the forum has, has got a server up and running um and i'm hoping to be able to get into that hopefully on wednesday night um because it will be it's no good unless you've got people to hang out with. And that's part yeah. of the problem with these games. You need to be going in there with, for want of a better term, a crew um, <laughs> in order to actually play the game and um, in the way it should be. So, you know, you want to go in there and you want to make yourself a little, uh, a little team of people, um, get them together. And, and I think it's, yeah, it's turbo Kev. Uh, put a, a post up about it on the forum. Um, and you know, go in there and go around and I don't know whether you're mugging other people or whether you're just hunting for resources or whether you're building a little town up or that's where the story elements lie. So yeah, it is good. I'm just staggered. Yeah. Yeah. In, in many ways. Mm. <laughs> um well I think 
I, I swapped the order of these stories because I wanted to kind of did the the the, uh, the Apple one last because I think it has more more chance for us to be rude. Um, <laughs> so Lord of the Rings Online, um, they've got their license again, um, or renewed, should I say, until twenty seventeen, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, that's basically it. I mean, it's it's uh, quite interesting as a as a concept. I haven't really considered it before, but it's probably a, a legitimate concern, and certainly one that Swotor fans should have, particularly as now <laughs> they're owned by a different company. Yeah. Um, the, this is the, the the issue. Granted, Lord of the Rings have been around a long time now, but there is licensing problems with these kind of games that go down this route. If it's an MMO, particularly, that's a that's a horrible scenario because mm. it could mean they go, no, no, you've got no. <laughs> <laughs> We've got yeah. no lessons anymore. Got to close it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a similar thing now. I mean, um, Telltale Games, uh, them of Walking Dead and and now the Fable series. Um, one of their first games, which is really good actually, was the Wallace and Gromit Adventures. Uh, I think it was an yeah, XBLA game. I, I think this. it was on on PC. Well, you can't buy it anymore because um, the license has run out. Ardman have got the license back, so they can't sell it anymore. Isn't that the same with the Capcom? Um, the was it the Capcom license, Capcom versus Marvel? I think so. Something similar happened to that. And you just, you, you know, they they pulled lots everything. of everything. Quite a lot recently, there have been quite a few games recently. Oh, that's interesting. Didn't know that. Stopped stopped being saying you know stopped stopped selling because their licenses have been. Does that mean they're worth money? Got got the end of. So yeah, sad really. But at least the Lord uh, of the Rings is safe for another few years. Yeah, that's the one that you put your lifetime membership is, and and then it went. I, I'm still time. playing it. Still <laughs> lifetime every every couple of weeks, I pop in for a couple of hours, have a little wander around, mooch about. Sometimes I bump into friends and we'll just wander off over the hill and dale, smoke a bit of pipe weed, chill out. Yeah, chase some farmers' pigs. It's nice. <laughs> Brilliant! Wow. wow. Um, so no, Lord of the Rings Online, not well. Well, <laughs> yes. Well, there's definitely a, probably a gag there. I can't remember to think about. Um, Go on, so Beastie. Go on. A- Apple pays idiots is the... Uh, that, that was my the title, sens- the, the sensationalist uh, headline. Um, go on. Go on, Vimesy. Well, it's a kind of pity John's not on, because I wonder. <laughs> just imagine. <laughs> I could just imagine what he'd be doing. So... Um, all those lovely stories, and, and you'll see it in Bella and Chat and on Daybreak, uh, the crappy ITV TV programme, I'm not even sure if it's still on anymore, of little doe-eyed children being brought up <laughs> by their chav parents who have just racked up a debt of thousands of pounds by buying in-app purchases on their iPads or whatever. Um, and we all just look at them and think, you absolute twonk. But not so <laughs> Apple, who have now decided that they're going to refund those children that bought in-app purchases after receiving tens of thousands of complaints they're going to refund them wasn't that 32 because two and a half million dollars mm-hmm. nearly 20 million quid unbelievable isn't that because they sort of got told they had to yeah in i mean America. they came back there was a, a u.s trade commission thing um uh, and they're going to have to pay it all back. It's, it's effectively a settlement. But yeah. I just don't understand this. It's just, uh, yeah, I mean, it just makes me really angry. It's I, just like I, it, we're basically we are um, 
with we're going no it doesn't matter if you're ignorant doesn't matter if you're uh, <laughs> you're negligent in doing your your duty <laughs> rather than go actually no do you know what you're stupid you just you've learned a lesson from this they haven't the people have not looked after their devices properly they've given them to children in my opinion probably a bit too young anyway and then they've gone, yeah, yeah, fine. I'm not going to get in the whole, oh, then use it as a, as a babysitter or nonsense or anything like that. But that's a whole different other subject. But the simple fact is people should take their own responsibility for their own credit card products and so forth. Mm-hmm. And they haven't done. And I have no sympathy <laughs> whatsoever. No, but I mean, I, I've got a, a three and a half year old daughter and she's using my iPad all the time. She plays like Postman Pat app on it or whatever. Um, it, and... There are some games on there that, uh, you know, will, will have links on there to go to buy other chapters of whatever or other yeah, books. Or I, I've definitely... Whatever that is. I mean, I, now, I, 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 as a person who doesn't have kids and my friend's kids came over and we kind of gave my, my iPad to play for a while. Um, and it was interesting getting it back afterwards. I knew they couldn't do anything because I had my password hadn't been in for a while. They couldn't have bought anything, but the amount of web pages that got opened yeah. because of those um, games, trying to buy things. My girlfriend was like, Oh, they haven't bought anything. So they can't have done because my password wasn't, they wouldn't have had my password and I haven't mm. entered it for ages. Um, but it does show you how kids get on that route without, we, we, they that were in the same room. There was the same room as us. There was the two of them. I was there with with the parents. There was four of us in the room and the two kids, and we didn't even notice them get to that stage. And it, <laughs> it does show that these apps are deliberately yeah, I mean, trying to upsell. We, we mock, we mock, you know, and we call them idiots and stuff. And and to a certain extent, they are. I think there's a problem with you know with the iPad in particular. The default setting is that once you've typed, typed your password in, it stays active for about fifteen minutes. Mm, that's right. So yeah. you know. It's, Which is great when I'm reading comics on Comicsology and I can just buy yeah, the next not, one. <laughs> there is, to be honest, it'd be better if they asked it for every time. Then I might realise how much I'm spending. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's very similar to that, and maybe they just need to turn that off or something. I don't know. But either way, um, you know, some some app developers out there are actually doing this quite responsibly, and I've noticed a few apps now have changed where the big buy now button or whatever has been subtly moved off to a corner and it's been it's kind of been made dull they've kind of put it into small letters uncolorful just saying you know for grown-ups or something like that so it doesn't attract little fingers uh, which is great and it's a really good way of doing it there are other ones which deliberately say when you you know when you go and search them on the iStore it says this app you know our products will never have in-app purchases or microtransactions attached to them which is great, and those ones will probably come to the fore. And we'll, you know, I will buy more stuff from them, more content from them from the app store because I know that it's safe to leave with my daughter. And mm. so there you go. I'm going to be sitting on this sofa, but just in case, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I just think this is an idiot tax, and I just don't. Why are you paying these people back? I don't know. It, yeah. I, I just don't know. What's the world coming to? Oh yeah. <laughs> Back in my day, mm. <laughs> would have beaten it out of them for well, yes, etc. Okay, <laughs> um, so that's that's this episode eighty done and dusted. Mm. Yeah, I know. Um, so you can, as always, follow us on Facebook at the Mature Gamer Podcast. Uh, you can email us, email us at mgpbits at maturegamerpodcast dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can um, 
tweet the show at MGP Bits, and you can tweet Vimesy at uh, Vimesy seventy four. Yoda at Yoda is blind. And for at least another ten or eleven days at Beastie Tweet. Um, as I'm still partaking the Twitter um, thingy. How um, are you finding Twitter, Beastie? Um, <laughs> You're it, not on it much. It's too relentless. It, it, it's. I find that with things like Facebook, it was quite easy for me to kind of log in, see what people were doing occasionally. Whereas I go on Twitter, and my, uh, I go to the app on my phone, and it's like scroll, 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 scroll. scroll. There's just absolutely tons of stuff that happens. Yeah, but you're only supposed to be following the people that are of interest to you. Yeah, but I don't know. I see. Okay. And me. Right, brilliant. To a certain extent, John, because he never tweets anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I, I am I am on it pretty much. I've open on those browser during the day, at work and so forth. But it's I do find it a bit too much stuff happening all mm. the time. Um, but I'm I'm almost at hundred. Not I'm not hundred. I've got a bit to go. I'm at seventy four, seventy five now. I think. Oh, don't um, start playing the meta game. You'll be sort of racing to get verified, you know, soon if you're not careful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've definitely been trying not to get verified in the sense of it's it's quite a, a tricky um, game of not wanting to reference work and so forth because actually I want to say what I want without it being related <laughs> to work, <laughs> which is important. But yeah, if you want to follow me as, as um, you say, Vimesy, not see me tweet very little. I try a little. I've tried to do something at least once a day or something. Mm. Um, but that's it. Um, but that's that's uh, the episode over this week. We'll see you all soon. Bye. Bye. See ya.